targeting a new audience or a new industry rather, we really have to put ourselves in the shoes of our audience and think about the business challenges that they face every day and the market moments that they watch for. The B2B Marketing Exchange was created with one goal in mind, to help B2B practitioners across marketing and sales be better at their jobs. Now we're bringing the insights from the stage to your ears. These are the tips and tools you need to succeed. This is the B2B Marketing Exchange Podcast. Hey, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the B2BMX Podcast. I'm Alicia. And I'm Claudia. And today, we're going to be talking about multi-channel programmatic content marketing campaigns, my favorite topic. (laughs) (laughs) No, but truly, so today's uh, speaker is Kelly Border of Salesforce. She is a friend and colleague of the B2BMX family and our, our sister brand, Retail Touchpoint. So it was great to get her on stage and in the spotlight to really go through the ins and outs of Salesforce's holiday campaign. Obviously, holiday is a really fun time for our marketing. A lot of B2B marketers tap into this time to create some relevant and fun content. But Kelly's target audience is folks in the retail industry. So a lot of competition, a lot of noise out there. And she really goes through how she taps a powerful theme, great storytelling, and a lot of different touch points to create a immersive end-to-end content story. So really fascinating stuff. Claude, what do you think? It was a really, really great session. I loved how, you know, she kind of took us through the entire journey from beginning to end. And I mean, at the end of the day, it's Salesforce, right? Like who doesn't want to pick the brains of a Salesforce executive? So the session was really, really fascinating. Yeah, absolutely. And she talks about everything from the team to the tactics and channels to even syndication partners. So if um, holiday is a big time for your organization from a marketing perspective, or if you're speaking to retail as well, you'll get some good intelligence from uh, today's episode. So hope you enjoy it and you come out with some good ideas. Great. So final stretch, right? Everyone's ready for cocktails, so I promise I'll keep it on time. Um, Thank you all for joining me today to learn a little bit about Salesforce's holiday program. I'm very excited to share with you the evolution of the program to where it sits today. But just for my own personal interest, how many of you in the audience have demand gen titles on the campaigns team? Nobody. We're in the demand gen summit, guys. All right, um, how many of you are partners to your demand gen counterparts? So creative, content marketing, product marketing, okay. And then how many of you have worked cross-functionally with a number of teams to deploy a campaign to market? Okay, majority of you, great. So as most of you know, um, whether you're on the demand gen team or a supporter of your demand gen counterparts, every marketing role has, uh, has or every marketing title has a role in activating and uh, uh, strategizing campaigns for your organization. And I'm here to talk to you a little bit about Salesforce's approach to programmatic campaign planning using our Salesforce Powers the Holidays program as our guiding light. So let's go ahead and get started. To introduce myself, my name is Kelly Border, Director of Industry Demand Gen at Salesforce. I lead a team of demand gen experts covering and supporting four of our key industries, being retail, consumer goods, media, and communications. But for today's conversation, we'll certainly be focusing on retail and consumer goods today. 
And considering cocktail hour is right after this, uh, you know, trying to keep it on time, this is our game plan for today. So first I'll cover our landscape, including the opportunities and challenges that we face at Salesforce in creating a targeted program to address the retail and consumer goods space. Next, we'll define the Salesforce Powers the Holidays program for all of you, including our objectives, our target audience, the breadth and depth of the tactic, uh, the tactic and content strategy that really makes up the meat of the program. Then we'll take a moment to do a deep dive into some of the tactics and key activations that I feel like were foundational to the program's success, including to help drive innovation within the program, but also to help differentiate it from anything else that we've ever done at Salesforce. And then finally, we'll cap out with some results. How did the campaign net out? Was it worth it? Was it worth the integrated marketing effort? Um, and eventually cover some key learnings that I hope all of you find valuable as you go back to your organizations and run your own demand gen efforts uh, within your businesses. So let's dig in. Our considerations when penetrating the retail and consumer goods industry spanned a couple of buckets. The first was industry and probably the most, uh, the most obvious for today in, in targeting a new audience for us is how are we driving awareness within the retail and good, uh, consumer goods space and how are we driving relevancy with that audience as well. From a Salesforce perspective, you know, what, uh, what are some of the nuances of the way that we think about campaigns? Our go-to-market strategy, the processes that we have to go through, what worked, what hasn't, and what we've accomplished in the past. So digging into these in a little bit more detail, you know, when targeting a new audience or a new industry rather, we really have to put ourselves in the shoes of our audience and think about the business challenges that they face every day and the market moments that they watch for. And we really had a golden nugget with the relevancy of holidays to retailers and brands. Holidays like Valentine's Day, July 4th, Hanukkah, Christmas, Easter, you name it. There are a lot of them out there, as we all know, and holidays are built-in moments throughout the year that retailers and CG brands have to capitalize on to create those lasting relationships and experiences with their end shoppers and consumers, but also to drive revenue for their business. And as Salesforce, by latching on to that concept and that market moment as the foundation to our efforts would ensure that we had a very highly targeted campaign for the audience that we were going after. And to piggyback off of that, you know, um, Everyone's got a holiday program now. Um, there are a lot of holiday programs out there in the ether, so how do we stand apart from the competition? Holiday programs including analysts, publications, other software providers. So how do we stand out from the rest of them out there? From a Salesforce perspective, our challenges included first, our low unaided awareness within the retail industry. So something that an awareness level campaign could certainly help us improve. Next, we lacked how-to content and manager level guides and resources um, to really drive that influence and credibility with more than just key decision makers within an organization. What we wanted to do with our campaign is show that we know you as an individual contributor and we want to help you become a better marketer, a better service professional, while also influencing your decision makers and your leadership team to provide you with the technology to support that. 
Next, we needed to better leverage our marketing partners. A lot of our campaigns a few years back were really one-off efforts that had little to no impact on the business. And although we made some strides to expand our programs, we really needed to double down into larger program execution. And ultimately, that would require our buy-in of cross-functional teams and other stakeholders to get the scale that we needed and to align on priorities to get that scale. And then finally, from a creative perspective, we needed to be incredibly mindful that Salesforce launched a brand new awareness campaign. And if we were to create a sub-program specific to holidays, specific to retail, that not only did it need to, to stem into that corporate message, but it also had to have its own niche retail holiday look and feel. So taking in consideration all of those opportunities, all of those challenges, our team came up with what we internally call the Salesforce Powers the Holidays program. It's an integrated marketing campaign uh, dedicated to driving awareness for Salesforce as a trusted resource and advisor to what matters most to retailers during the holiday season. And keep in mind that this program is certainly not new. Um, we've deployed the program for a few years now since 2017 and every year it's gotten more mature, more robust, and has also received more executive level visibility, which has allowed us to go bigger with the program year after year. Our full funnel objectives are as follows. At the highest level, the Salesforce Powers the Holidays program is a solution to address our awareness issue within the space by the creation and the promotion of thought leadership, holiday-oriented thought leadership, best practices, and consumer insights. At the consideration stage, we would pull people through the funnel with content at the contact level. So think customer stories, customer use cases, buyer or persona-based content, as well as targeted direct mail. And then finally, our journey would end with the sales team, of whom would receive an ample amount of resources on the holiday program to support those follow-up conversations. And this would also be paired with strategic events to support the decision-making stage of the funnel as well. Our target audience was retailers and CG organizations that found the holidays relevant for their business. We had to bifurcate, uh, bifurcate the CG audience a bit. Um, the Procter & Gamble's, the Colgate Palmolives of the world don't necessarily see holiday as a big bet for their business, so we had to be really mindful about the CG industry and what that meant. Manager Plus, marketing, commerce, service, and IT buyers across all segments were targeted as holiday strategy tends to sit with these personas as well. And really a key differentiation of our program compared to a lot of the others that I mentioned being out there in the ether is that Salesforce is already owning that conversation and speaking to customer success across these applications of marketing, commerce, service, and IT, allowing our campaign to do the same. So what this means is that we had a content strategy with the ability to support a full funnel campaign um, across those buyers, giving us, and multiple lines of business, giving us that competitive advantage of a 360 degree view and perspective of holiday strategy and readiness. 
To cap out this slide, we targeted net new logos as well as their existing customer base to expand their product set and also considering that the holiday program is not net new and that we've launched it the past few years now, we needed to consider our holiday engagements from our other program activations um, from previous years as well. Another nuance, or another consideration rather, there are a lot of considerations in building out a program at this scale and level of complexity, but another consideration here is the nuance of holidays as a market moment. Our team really honed in on the winter shopping holiday season as the lead up point for the campaign. So thinking about Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber Week timeframe, going into Christmas and then capping out at the end of the year in January. And we really aligned our phases and our content strategy to this timeline right here. And what this provided us with a really excellent example of what uh, top-notch content marketing and campaign alignment looks like at a really, really high level. And if you think about it, all of this is based off of retail planning and consumer insights. Retailers spend all year planning and gearing up for their biggest sales season. So as Salesforce and as a B2B organization trying to target these retailers, by aligning our strategy to these phases, we ensured that we had highly relevant content to target not only retailers, but also journalists across these four phases of our holiday campaign. Holiday readiness, predictions, flash reporting, and then finally our seasonal retrospective, the all wrapped up report. So to meet our objectives by engaging our target audience across the holiday timeline that we just reviewed, we decided that our campaign strategy needed to sit on these four pillars of compelling content, thought leadership, syndication, and enablement. From a compelling content perspective, we had two separate content strategies, uh, or two types of content that we essentially wanted to put out into market how-to content and consumer insights. How-to content was really a collaborative effort with our content marketing and creative teams to not only create inspiring organic content, but also foundational assets across uh, digital interactives, guides, blogs, videos, to create that steady drumbeat of content that we would we would be promoting across the entirety of the program and to support all four phases that we just that we just reviewed of the holiday timeline. The other was consumer insights, and that's really the data behind, uh, behind the scenes of holiday shopping. So we have a consumer insights team at Salesforce who is uh, very much supported by our PR initiatives as well that churn out data and statistics on holiday shopping behavior and trends, peak season expectations, real-time reporting, as well as that holiday retrospective as well. From a thought leadership perspective, we would work with our PR team to provide exclusive holiday data and consumer insights to journalists across uh, predictions, flash reporting, and all wrapped up. Thought leadership would also include the opportunity for Salesforce thought leaders to get up on stage and to be in interviews to provide some contextual conversation to the insights that we were driving out in market. 
syndication, we could certainly not do this alone, so we partnered with vendors and publications like Retail Touchpoints, Retail Dives, Smart Brief, DemandWorks, of whom I know is at B2B MX today, as well as NRF, the National Retail Federation, to expand our reach and ultimately to expand our database by uh, driving awareness for Salesforce and the holiday program through lead gen activities. And then finally, enablement. Marketing is only successful if there is a seamless baton pass with a sales representative. So we supported our sales organization with an ample amount of resources across pocket guides, deal support, even holiday-oriented sales plays for them to feel comfortable in owning that holiday conversation so that they also felt comfortable in that bottom of the funnel experience um, and holiday campaign journey that we were creating. And as you can imagine, it takes a village across marketing and comms teams to build a program at this level of scale and complexity. And I've already alluded to several of the teams that we worked with in just discussing campaign development and strategy, but this is a pretty, I would say, exhaustive list of all of the teams that we worked with. PR, consumer insights, product marketing, demand generation, creative, our digital team, even Salesforce.org, which is our charitable organization and arm under, uh, under Salesforce that I'll get to in just a little bit. Um, and actually, this wheel doesn't even include our global counterparts. So as we developed our campaign strategy in Amer, um, if any of our holiday assets were relevant to other regions, we would work with those teams to ensure localization happened as well. And all of these teams essentially worked together to create a 360-degree approach to campaign activation. We built derivative assets, digital interactives, how-to blogs and videos and guides to support all four phases of that holiday timeline. We armed our BDRs with a prospecting kit that they used as a reason to call throughout the seven-month span of the program. We gave back to our community with a campaign activation on Giving Tuesday. We infused our holiday messaging and our event strategy with Salesforce events like Connections and Dreamforce and World Tours and our third-party event strategy at NRF, Retail's Big Show and Shop Talk, as well as our Salesforce event strategy in executive dinners and networking receptions. And all of that paired with a steady drumbeat of PR, amplified outreach, paid digital, and sales enablement. And if we take that wheel of activations that we just saw and map it to the four phases of holiday, we're just going to continue going back to that, the four phases of holiday um, from a timeline perspective, this is what it looks like at a very high level. We kicked off holiday readiness with a collaborative effort uh, between our consumer insights and PR teams on predictions and reporting around Amazon Prime Day. Um, holiday readiness would also kick off that steady drumbeat that we talked about of best practice and how to blog and video content. July would also represent the launch of our first digital interactive webpage on salesforce.com, our holiday readiness headquarters, and our first gated piece of content, our holiday readiness guide. 
Moving into August, we would deploy that BDR prospecting kit that I mentioned um, to the BDRs to use as a reason to call throughout this entire timeline. We would also host our very own holiday readiness workshops in key cities, San Francisco, New York, and Los Angeles to help continue that holiday readiness conversation. We fired into holiday predictions with another collaborative effort across our insights and PR teams, forecasting holiday predictions, uh, forecasting holiday behavior and trends um, for peak season with the launch of holiday predictions. September would also represent the launch of our second digital interactive webpage, the Holiday Insights page. And then moving into October, we would release new thought leadership based on our annual consumer research, the Connected Shoppers Report. November would be a milestone for the campaign for a couple of reasons. The first was that we transitioned into our official peak season, peak holiday season, our flash reporting phase. And then also, November also represented um, moving our program to strategic communications and elevating the program to our executive team. Our CMO, our co-CEOs would then get visibility of the program to help drive awareness for us as well. Uh, November would also represent, uh, later in November, are the flash reports that we would produce uh, around Thanksgiving, Black Friday, Cyber Monday performance, and then eventually after, uh, within December, we would uh, do the campaign activation around Giving Tuesday as well. And then finally, this timeline wraps up around January, timed really nicely with one of our primary third-party events, NRF, with the launch of our flash report, or uh, all wrapped up report, um, and this would also inform a lot of the content that we would have for next year's planning, uh, including trend briefings as well as necessary deal support. And when we think about how these activations map together in, uh, into a cohesive campaign journey, and we talked about this on the objective side of being really mindful about our new brand awareness message, um, we eventually created a new campaign wrapper for the holiday program that laddered really nicely into our new We Bring messaging and our What We Do campaign. The holiday tagline was, we bring the holidays and success together, which again maps very nicely into our Salesforce brand message of we bring companies and customers together. That's what we do. From a visual perspective, we leveraged our Salesforce characters, um, Astro, Cloudy, if you guys aren't familiar with that and I'm speaking a separate language, um, but we used our Salesforce characters and had them uh, interact with holiday-oriented yet secular objects, so stringed lights, gift boxes, and shopping bags. And this imagery and this look and feel was very consistent throughout that timeline that we just reviewed. And I'd be remiss if we didn't talk about the ways in which we track an integrated campaign like this. From a content engagement perspective, we're looking at form completes and downloads and click metrics. From a website perspective, we're looking at web traffic and blog views. Certainly paid impressions and paid digital efforts, ROI, investment metrics. Social engagement like sentiment and mentions and likes. Um, PR was a pretty heavy arm throughout this campaign, so earned media coverage, share of voice, earned impressions and articles. And then finally, marketing attribution. Um, at Salesforce, we do have a weighted attribution model that maps an opportunity to the marketing touch points that helped both create that opportunity and helped it close. So we call those metrics marketing pipe gen and marketing ACV. So we talked about the fruition of the campaign. 
and uh, really the, the strategy around it and very high level execution. But I did want to take a moment to dive a little bit deeper into five key activations that I feel like help drive the innovation of the program and help to differentiate it from anything else that we've ever done at Salesforce. So let's dig in here. Number one is reimagined digital experiences. As you saw, we created two digital interactive experiences to support our holiday content strategy. The first was the Holiday Readiness Headquarters, which housed persona-based best practice and how-to content. Um, the second was the Holiday Insights page, which hosted uh, consumer insights on holiday predictions and performance that was coming from our consumer insights team. The Holiday Readiness Headquarters evolved over the course of the program, and it evolved from multiple pages of static resource cards to a persona-based dynamic scrolling checklist with content offerings spanning from the relevancy of June through October. And the Holiday Readiness Headquarters actually housed more content than we've ever produced for the program in the past, um, really justifying the creation of separate persona experiences um, to support each of our target personas. So you'll see four different screenshots here. That means those are four separate experiences based on each of our personas. 10 to 13 different content offerings were provided per persona based on um, key holiday readiness uh, how-to content, including blog posts, social videos, as well as learning tool modules through Trailhead. The second was our Holiday Insights page. Again, that evolved over the course of the program. Um, originally, a couple of years ago, it was a static page that was focused solely on all wrapped up, so that very last phase of the holiday timeline. And it was launched after the holiday program had ended. Now, it's a trackable page, beautifully branded, um, and launched during the time when it matters most to retailers, holiday predictions. So we launched the, uh, the Insights page in September, October timeframe, um, and not only does it include slice and dice data and insights, but it's also, because it's launched so early in the program, refreshed over the course of the program um, when new consumer insights are being launched by our team. Number two is our BDR prospecting kit, our holiday calendar direct mailer. And it's really ironic for us to say that direct mail is our highest pipeline driving tactic for a digital company, but it's true. Um, and many of you know this too, because there are a lot of direct mail sessions here at B2BMX. Um, when we think about marketing to marketers and even to retailers, Direct mail, if done well, can be that unique touch point that you need to get your foot in the door. And um, this holiday readiness calendar, direct mail, was just that. Um, again, it has to be highly relevant, highly targeted, and custom for it to work. We deployed this mid-year, so July, August timeframe, and have done so the past few years of deploying the holiday program. Um, launched mid-year, and what it includes is a physical calendar that includes holiday readiness tips, tricks, reminders, and insights by month to help retailers gear up for the holiday season. 
We target Manager Plus, Marketing, Commerce, and Service titles as a part of this kit, and actually took it up a notch. This past year, we created a page-a-day version instead of the monthly calendar version, um, which was really exciting, and you can see some examples of what that looks like on this slide. I also have a physical version with me here today in the case that any of you are interested in checking it out and touching and feeling it and looking at it. Um, our sales team craves this kit, not only because it's highly targeted and relevant for the industry, um, but it does provide them with that unique touch point that they need to get in their foot in the door to have a conversation about holiday preparation. We sent 600 of these kits out this year, 800 last year, and have consistently seen a 200 times ROI on this mailer. Um, not only is that success being driven from externally sending these kits out to customers and prospects, but I will say probably one of the more successful tactics is that we send this kit to our, uh, our internal sales teams. Because the calendar spans over the course of multiple months and through the end of the calendar year, it's essentially a monthly, if not daily, reason to call for the sales team to use as a guide in having holiday readiness conversations. Number three, our consumer insights machine. And one can say this is probably the backbone of the program, as you probably saw from the, from the holiday timeline. Um, the history of the holiday program is deeply rooted in the consumer insights that our insights team and PR team are churning out. And really, this timeline is based off of the four phases of holiday. Our insights are backed into that. And our insights are being deployed in the form of blog posts and press releases and press coverage over the course of the back half of the year. We start off in July with what I mentioned, Prime Day. We'll move into holiday predictions in October. We'll work through the holiday weekend to provide uh, reports, uh, flash reports on either day of or day, uh, morning after performance of each Thanksgiving, Black Friday, and Cyber Monday, and then wrap it up in January with all wrapped up. All of these blog posts essentially cover shopper behavior, shopper trends, and what retailers should be doing or are doing to address some of the changes that they're seeing in the market regarding generational shopper market or industry uh, trends and, and behaviors. I will say that these flash report blogs perform much, much better than our average holiday blog by far. Not just because of the press coverage uh, around this entire series, but because of the insights that are baked in to these blog posts, the insights and the data, uh, relevant data, um, as well as them being produced in a series format as well. Number four is our content revolution. Um, we've always thought about our annual program in terms of pillar content, which are robust pieces of content that inform derivative pieces, which then extends your content's lifespan and makes it applicable to multiple channels. We had five different pieces of pillar content for the holiday program. Um, you can see them all listed here. Three of them fell within that con uh, consumer insights content strategy, the other two with our how-to content strategy. And not only do these top of funnel pillar assets help fill that manager level best practice gap that we needed to fill within our objectives of the program in of itself, but we really got the most juice out of the squeeze when we use these pillar assets in a number of ways. 
For instance, with the holiday readiness guide, um, not only did we create a gated PDF downloadable piece of content that we promoted on the website and across paid digital and legion efforts, but we also created a digital interactive experience on salesforce.com, essentially an interactive holiday readiness guide for folks to go in and uh, interact with. In addition to those two items, we created a pretty robust holiday readiness how-to blog series that in of itself generated 17% of all leads that we saw from the holiday program in total, which is really great. Number five is near and dear to my heart. Um, and my most, uh, my favorite activation of the holiday program. And this is the second uh, consecutive year that we've been able to do something like this and have the resourcing to support. But it's our charitable activation on Giving Tuesday. As many of you may know, the Tuesday after Cyber Monday is Giving Tuesday. It's a day devoted to giving back to your community and encouraging you to do such. Um, it's globally recognized, and honestly, it couldn't have come at a more perfect time for us because as we're focused and honed in on deploying and diligently reporting out on holiday shopping performance metrics the weekend prior, this really allows us to cap out our flash reporting with events that focus on what matters most during the holiday season, which is generosity and giving back. So in partnership with Build-A-Bear Workshop and the YMCA, Make-A-Wish the year previous, we set up pop-up Build-A-Bear Workshops in each our San Francisco and New York office locations, encouraging Salesforce employees, but also the public to Build-A-Bear to donate to charity. We had Build-A-Bear store associates in both locations, guiding participants through the heart ceremony, stitching up the bears, naming them, and dressing them with a really cute uh, Salesforce Giving Tuesday branded hoodie. Um, let's see here. I, I will say, um, that I can't stress enough the value of this program uh, to, or this activation as a part of the holiday program. It's really, it really was my passion project, but I will say that of all holiday activations, um, this one is most talked about internally. And you may be wondering, well, this isn't a lead gen effort, why would I invest in something like this? We did attract local media in each of those key cities, San Francisco and New York, to drive awareness for Salesforce in those key cities in light of Salesforce giving back to those communities. So keep that in mind. So finally, where did we net out? Was this integrated campaign effort worth it? Um, We've come a long way since the program originated in 2017. Since then, we've seen a 40% increase in form completes and downloads, and an over 800% increase in marketing supported pipeline from holiday initiatives since 2017. We did take an alternative approach to being really mindful about the delicate balance of promoting gated versus ungated content this past year. That certainly affected our numbers. We saw a 6% year-over-year decrease in the number of form completes and downloads this past year, but flat marketing-supported pipeline, which means our lead quality um, had improved. And that's more evident when we look at our marketing-supported ACV, or closed business, as was influenced by the holiday program. That was a over 200% year-over-year increase. So of this integrated marketing effort, 
lead quality improved and pipe quality drastically improved. We saw a 62 times ROI across the seven month activation, which is a little less than what we saw the year previously. It was around 80 times. But again, a lot of that being due to that mixture of gated versus ungated. Um, about a five times ROI, uh, five times year over year increase in press coverage. So really driving that awareness that we needed with the campaign, which was great. 1,300 bears donated to the YMCA during Giving Tuesday. And from a social perspective, what's interesting here is that our holiday blogs and social posts on average saw a much, much higher reach than an average retail blog, not a part of a larger program, but we saw the same engagement rate. So when we think about optimizing this program for the future, and certainly it's not perfect, um, I would say the three things that we would really want to focus and hone in on are driving increased social engagement, finding what that delicate balance is of gated and ungated content promotion, and overlaying a way more robust mapping strategy from a paid targeting perspective to pull people through that funnel and to make sure that there's no offer within that journey that isn't mapped to something else. On top of that, I will say one of the more beneficial takeaways that we found from the holiday program in general was its influence on our fiscal year planning as a, as a corporation, as Salesforce overall. From seeing how the holiday program worked for the retail team, our executives bought in to applying this programmatic approach across the entire organization. Um, all of our demand gen teams, even at the corporate level, were thinking about a thematic approach to campaign planning and their go-to-market strategy. So all industries and lines of business were creating themes which are packaged, full funnel go-to-market plans that they would execute and implement for their buyers and their industries. Um, the holiday program being an excellent example of where, uh, where it would fit within this framework slide. And all of our themes at the buyer and industry level would then need to map into a corporate level theme a broader topic like artificial intelligence or trust or customer engagement to make sure that we had a very cohesive content marketing plan um, that trickled down from the corporate level. Um, these programs down here at the bottom, we had to be mindful that there may be some initiatives that don't fall within your thematic plan, and that's okay. That could be ABM efforts, that could be dis uh, competitive displacement programs, hotspot programs as you're working with your sales team. So we accounted for those at the bottom of this framework slide. Um, this is really the money slide when we think about campaign planning and fiscal year planning and what we're going through right now at Salesforce is this thematic approach uh, and this frameworked, uh, framework slide when it comes to integrated campaign planning. So some key takeaways for all of you that I hope you find valuable as you go back to your organizations and think about your demand gen efforts. The first is start early. Um, it takes a long time to build out a program at this scale and at this level of complexity. And it takes a long time to get buy-in from multiple teams, executive teams, cross-functional teams to all align on the same priorities. So start now if you want to have your program built out in this way and have scale uh, moving forward. 
programs make a greater impact than one-off efforts. Our executive team bought into it, as you saw with the framework slide that was implemented across our entire organization. But I do challenge all of you to talk with your cross-functional teams and align on the same priorities so that you're all working towards the same goals and that you're creating content and that all of your efforts are mapped to a program. Attach your campaign to key market moments. Again, we had a golden nugget with the relevancy of holidays to retailers and brands. But I challenge all of you to think about what that market moment is for your audience. Um, for instance, healthcare life sciences, open enrollment, um, a handful of years ago, still relevant today, GDPR in terms of the marketing buyer. Think of those market moments that your audience is watching for and tie and latch your campaign onto that. Map the customer journey for increased conversion. This is certainly something that we can do better at, but as you're building out your campaign journey and you're creating offers um, for your journey as well, make sure that all of your offers are mapping to, to something else to ensure that you're pulling people through that funnel. Squeeze as much juice as you can out of your pillar content. Um, essentially extend the, the lifespan of your content by creating derivative assets and stop recreating the wheel. Don't cannibalize yourself with multiple web experiences. You um, may remember that we created those two digital interactive experiences as a part of our content strategy. We probably could have benefited with just one um, because we were bifurcating our traffic across the two experiences. If it makes sense, do it, but be really strategic about the number of offers that you're creating and the web experiences that you're creating as well. So make sure that it makes sense with your journey and be strategic about your offer types. And then finally, give back. I challenge all of you to think about ways that you can add charitable aspects to your programs, philanthropic aspects to your events. It's super easy to add into your campaign planning. It's just a matter of thinking about it and executing. So with that, um, I want to thank all of you for your time today to learn a little bit about Salesforce's holiday program. I hope all of you have a really great rest of your conference, and I'll be up here um, if you have any questions. Thank you. Well, what did we tell you guys? A lot of great insight, a lot of great content that I think anyone listening right now can really apply to their business, their content marketing strategies, especially what I really liked about Kelly's presentation is that she really emphasized the importance of maximizing using everything that you have, right? You know, the use of Big Rock eBooks that really align to the core theme and breaking down those core eBooks into shorter formats, snackable content, visual content, really seeing that strong arsenal of resources that fueled this campaign was really inspiring and, and really got my uh, wheels spinning. I don't know about you, Claudia. Yeah, definitely. And even to add to that, like, yeah, it takes any kind of content repurposing, anything that you have already in your arsenal, but it also takes a village. Like she said, you know, you kind of have to partner with multiple organizations in the company from creative to PR to digital marketing, but then you also kind of have to use the power of your partners and, and Salesforce did a really great job at that as well. Absolutely. So I would say closing thought, even if you do have a relatively small team, 
look into that content inventory or audit or whatever you have in place, figure out how you can reuse things as is, repurpose them, break them down. And even if you have relatively small teams, find ways to collaborate together, find ways to work together and co-create content even because then that way everyone gets value out of it. Yeah, and you'll be surprised at, you know, how many creative people are in your organization that you wouldn't think, you know? So definitely tap into the minds of anyone that you can really talk to and develop something really major. Yep. Great point, Claude. So with that, again, hope you all got some ideas, some inspiration from Kelly's session. I know I did. And we'll see you next time on the BWMX podcast. As always, if you have feedback, comments for us, ideas for topics or speakers, feel free to drop us a line on social media. And if you haven't, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. We rely on you to keep the content going. As always, thanks again. Stay safe. We'll see you next week.